Hey everyone, it's Alex Nottingham, and we are continuing our course, Navigating a Crisis. Uh, in the first video, I laid out navigating the crisis of four steps. We talked about, what did we talk about? We talked about the team, importance of utilizing your team, obviously the prerequisite being mindset. We talked about what to do with your patients. We talked about what to do during this work stoppage situation, and then what is your plan towards recovery? In the second video, we had Robin, my VP of coaching, talk about the different, different capacity work rate, how you can utilize your team during this work stoppage, and how that works from an HR perspective. And in this video, I wanna to talk to you, what are the technological instruments we have to, so what are the technological instruments we have to be able to remote desktop basically to access our, our PC or whatever, our computer, how to work and how to train virtually. And I wanna talk about some of those technological uh, situations and how to do it safely. And instead of me just telling you, might as well bring the expert in the industry of dentistry, the digital dentist, Dr. Lauren Levine. And certainly I can go through your, your protocol, but I, I, I'm not even gonna look at your bio. This guy's amazing, I've been working for many years He's the leader when it comes to technology. He speaks internationally, of course, and educates on, on, on when it comes to cybersecurity, when it comes to making sure you're, you're anything in your office when it comes to IT and making sure your backup systems and all that are taken care of. Anything technology, you want to talk with Dr. Lauren Levine. Even if he doesn't even offer the service, he has a comment on it, he knows about it, and he's advising and leading the industry. And I'm so grateful to work with him. Whenever I have questions, HIPAA, security, all my people go to him. And so I just wanted to welcome you on this, on this uh, video course. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm not sure if my head's going to fit to the door afterwards, but <laughs> I appreciate the kind comments and I'll certainly do my best to help any way that I can. Excellent. Excellent. So the topic that I, I want to talk about, and so this course is, okay, well, how do we title navigating a crisis. How do we utilize, so what we're in is not great, but what do we do to mitigate the damage? How do we use it as an opportunity to, to grow? We've done webinars even about this. We did a hope and uncertainty series together. And I think you even mentioned, right? Now we have this free time that we didn't have before because, and a lot of things we know we wanted to do to make those investments in the business, not necessarily it's expensive, it's just we have time to be able to do that. Now we have those opportunities. And so, and we'll get to some of the HIPAA stuff at the very end, because it's very, very important. The, in order to be able to train remotely, so there are two things I wanna look at. One is how to work remotely, and the second is how to train remotely. And actually I'll do it in reverse, because I think training is easier than when you start getting into uh, patient information and working remotely. It's a little different. So we talked about before, if you're training remotely, having conference calls with your team, if you're training, whether it's the All-Star Dental Academy training platform, team training, those things, communicating, those are, as I mentioned with Robbins, is you can compensate your team on a different capacity rate. We discussed that. So you're not paying a hygienist, a hygienist wage to learn phone and scheduling or to be having a, a general discussion. Once you start getting into actual patient-facing roles or, or to their clinical capability, you pay them their actual rate. So with 
what are some technologies because for some people this is very new for you and us it's like this is obvious of course you know we we have a bunch of them but for if i want to let's just start with team training i want to coordinate with my talk to my team i'm a dentist want to communicate with my team i want to train them i want to see how they're doing and things like that and obviously like all dental academy you can just log in and you do that and and obviously this need a computer but how as a dentist do i replicate my um influence with them to get get feedback communicate see how they're doing do mini huddles things like that how do i do that with my team remotely well, the easiest is just using some type of video conferencing software um there's a number out there it's going to the choice of the software honestly is going to depend on what you're talking about um you know hipaa rule you know it it's there it's always there it, it's always dictating what things that you can and can't do. And the equation changes if at any point during those conversations, you discuss any what's called EPHI, electronic protected health information. So anything that's, there's certain, there's a, a list of 18 identifiers that HIPAA has out there. Patient name, chart ID, date of birth, uh, you know, anything that would allow a potential outsider to be able to identify who that patient is, uh, you know, full face photos, for example, all of that is considered protected health information. And then it changes the equation because typically there are a number of video conferencing software out there that are free, easy to use. You know, we're using zoom right now. A lot of people use zoom. Uh, Skype is another very popular one. You know, you, you can just do a Google search for, video conferencing and you'll find right you have go to meeting you have i think microsoft teams you have whatsapp <laughs> all these things uh, you know my son right now he's his whole school is online they use google classroom okay so there's multiple systems out there all of them free where it then becomes a challenge is well if you're going to be discussing patient information as part of that now you need something that's more secure I see. Um, so as long as you're not, so we'll do the easy part first. So as long as you are not interacting with, 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 was it EPHI? Right. Well, I mean, it's not, I mean, in essence, it's not really the E. E is electronic, which is what I normally oh. monitor. Okay. In this particular case, we're talking about conversation. Well, it, it's a question whether it's E because we're talking about it, but the software, you know, this is all electronic transmission. So it's questionable if this truly is E. But it's PHI. Anything it's still that's PHI. anything that's PHI, protected health information. Right. Whenever that starts to come in consideration, now we have the whole different discussion. If you don't have any PHI that you're interacting with, discussing, seeing on the screen, whatever, you're you don't have to worry. You can do FaceTime, whatever you want. Then again, your 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 options are almost limitless. Just do a, a search on remote desktop or rather video conferencing software, and that's not an issue. And so that would be, and that would probably be okay with any type of thing that we're teaching, like practice management stuff. Again, not patient specific, just learning how to schedule those things, having discussions, theoretical. But if you're doing a meeting with your team and you say, oh, well, Mr. Smith, and let's look at their case and apply our training, you have to be careful. Now you're getting a potential PHI situation. So that's that let's then up it a little ante here which is 
we're gonna do, we're still on the video, before I get the remote desktop, let's just talk about video conferencing that we're doing now. Whether it's training or I wanna have a huddle. I, wanna, I want my office, I know Cindy in my office to call X amount of patients or I want them to, I wanna start giving tasks or I wanna talk about certain patient and their chart or their information or how we can help them or who is at issue. Now you're getting into PHI? Correct, now you're into PHI and basically the switch that you need to flip is that it now needs to be secure. And there's a lot of things that would make the communication secure, like encryption, like having some type of auditing, logging that, that you can, you know, that you know who was on at the time and you know what their IP address was. And, um, you and know, the reason this is important, if the quote HIPAA police come, they want to see that there's an audit. There's there's evidence that you've been following protocol and who was there if there's a case of a breach or something. Correct. And there's been some discussion among some of our clients. They're saying that they had heard that the Office of Civil Rights, which manages HIPAA, isn't going to be as tough on people during this time, that you know, they're going to get a pass. And that's not really the case. What the Office of Civil Rights came out with, which I believe was on March 20th or 24th, something like that, was that they are relaxing some of their rules as it relates to disclosure of patient information, typically we're talking about with family members. Normally, you know, somebody was ill or whatever, you know, there, there are still HIPAA laws and regulations about what can and can't be discussed with, with family members, what type of written permission you need. Some of that is being waived during the current crisis for obvious reasons. Right. They have specifically said, that all the HIPAA rules and regulations, the need for security and all this stuff as part of, of HIPAA, that is still very much intact. So, you know, if you were to get audited, whether it's now or, you know, sometime in the next few months, next year, you can't use the word coronavirus and expect that. It's that's a blanket right. protection, right. Yeah, that's, that's not an excuse. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's I'm glad you mentioned that point because you have to actually read the fine print. What are they referring to? And again, it's a policy making decision that because of the situation, certain aspects of HIPAA are relaxed because you're looking at life and death. But if you again, this is my law background speaking, and, and certainly I corroborated this with HR specialists, is that they're looking for good faith action. And if you're not acting in good faith, i.e., I'm just going to be lazy. And I'm just going to do whatever's con whatever convenient in the moment and not consider it because I heard somebody say that HIPAA's relaxed. That's not going to be a sufficient defense. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and it's not, and what we're going to be talking about isn't very difficult. And that's what makes it, I think, more why it, the more level of degree of complexity and of alarm or a national emergency, the more they're going to relax a certain law in this case, HIPAA. But if there's an easy way to fix it and it's obvious and you don't do it, you can't just say that you can't cry, what, what is it, um, uh, ignorance, because it's, it's, it's a reasonable person standard. Right, so you, know, you use the word good faith effort and that's part of it. The other term that HIPAA uses a lot, uh, because there's two types of HIPAA regulations. There are mandatory regulations that are required, which there's really no ambiguity there. And there's also what's called addressable issues, which are a significant portion of HIPAA is addressable. And what addressable says is that you must do something if it's reasonable and appropriate, those, those two words together. If it's not reasonable and appropriate, come up with some type of alternative, and if no alternative exists, document it. 
And unfortunately, there are some people out there that I've heard that are you know, basically saying, hey, this is your get out of jail free card, that as long as you document that you don't think it's reasonable and appropriate, that you, know, you can get off. And that term comes back to bite you in the you know where, because at the time of the decision making, reasonable and appropriate is what you think it is. If you're ever audited, if there's ever someone comes into the office, the whole criteria of reasonable and appropriate then comes back to their determination of whether it's reasonable or appropriate. And if for, the, for the purpose of what we're talking about, knowing that there are multiple software systems out there that can be used either for telehealth, teledentistry, which you know, we'll, we'll talk about, or just for staff meetings where you're discussing protected health information, they exist. And in, in the Office of Civil Rights uh, blurb that they sent out in, in late March, they specifically mentioned specific ones that you can use. That, you know, it well, won't tell, be- tell me, just to make it easy to save you the trouble, what are the ones I got to use for video conferencing where I'm just protected if I do it? So the two most common that if you, know, if you don't like these, it's probably going to be hard to find one that you really like um, are Skype for business or uh, Zoom for healthcare. Both of them. Now, this is the unfortunate thing is that they cost, you know, unlike the free versions. Typically, they're not horrible. They might be 25 bucks a month, up to like maybe $100 a month, depending on the system. There's Doxy, I mean, there's, there's other ones out there, but almost everyone that we work with does video conferencing um, where protected health information is, is discussed or it's with a patient. They're using uh, Zoom for healthcare or uh, Skype for business. Those are the two most common. Excellent. And those, I believe we spoke about this before in, in our Hope and Uncertainty series is you said that these, what makes them HIPAA friendly is that they will sign a business associate agreement. Correct. And, anyone and that has they have auditing. Yeah, anyone that has potential access to your information, it wouldn't just be for video conferencing, but you know, whoever handles your backup, whoever handles your email system, um, anyone that's logging into your network. So, you know, like technicians from your practice management software company or your accountant or your consultants, anyone that has that access, access. has to sign a business association. Well, like, for example, based on your advice many years ago, when we started offering call grading services, we sign, we, we sign with a business associate agreement with the clients because making sure that because there's protected information, PHI, that's there. So we have a relationship with everybody who's doing call grading because we're listening to real life calls yeah. now. So video conference straightforward, you're getting zoom for healthcare, Skype for business. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a, a link below the video with a digital dentist, basically a very simple page of some of these resources we're talking about. So you have it right there. The next I want to talk about is file sharing. Again, there we're sharing files with our team, with patients, whatever it is. What are, so, I mean, file sharing, we know the names is like, like Dropbox, uh, what is it, uh, Google, Google Drive and others. We want to make sure that these are HIPAA friendly. Are they and which ones are and why? Yeah, most aren't. So uh, plain old Dropbox is not. Um, again, you know, one of the things that you have to be, one of the, the main tenets of all of HIPAA, especially with dental offices, is that you have multiple people in the office that are accessing that patient information. It falls on you, the practice owner, or, or you know, the office manager, whoever's handling it, 
but you need to make sure that you're tracking that. Who accessed the information? When do they access it? What do they do with it? We call that auditing and logging. Now, in your practice management software, that's relatively easy. They have an audit trail and it's built into the software. But you have so many other sources of protected health information like we talked about. It could be Word documents or spreadsheets or Invisalign or QuickBooks or emails, whatever. You, any of that information, a file sharing you know, folder as well, same thing. You have to do auditing and logging. You have to have a business associate agreement with them. Uh, one of the things that we look for with some of the file sharing uh, is what's called auto shut off or auto log off. We, we'll talk about this when we talk about remote access as well. If you're accessing a secure folder, you don't want that folder to be open 24 seven, especially if you're working on a home computer, for example. So you would wanna have some type of mechanism in place that after a certain period of inactivity, it might be 15 minutes or 30 minutes, whatever you decide it is, that it'll shut down so that uh, not anybody like your spouse or kids can just walk over and, and start looking at it as well. So, you know, regular Dropbox won't sign the BAA. They're, they're not secure. There is Dropbox for business, uh, which is more secure. Um, there's an add-on for Dropbox called Sukasa, which is, uh, you know, and again, I think we need to make sure we, people understand about the whole concept of HIPAA compliance. HIPAA does not certify any software, hardware system as being compliant or not. You know, you don't get a, a HIPAA seal of approval on anything like the ADA. All of these products that are out there are used by you in order to get more HIPAA compliant. And most of the better ones, if you go to their website, they'll say, here's all the HIPAA rules that apply to things that our software does, and here's how we help you get more compliant. But again, you can't rely on the software as being proof that you are compliant or not compliant. It's all part of the whole system of things that you're doing to achieve better compliance for your office. Got it. So you, you also like Dropbox for Business. You like Google Drive Business uh, G Suite, if they yeah, sign the BAA? Not the, not the free. Not the free one. Free. It's free. They're not right. going to sign it. The They're BAA. not going to sign it. Okay. So you pay okay. money and they, they sign a BAA. They give you the audit trail. All yeah, but that. G Suite's not horrible. It's like, what, five bucks a user or 10 yeah, bucks a user? It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Um, okay, so those are file sharing straightforward. I wanted to end with remote desktop because we were talking in the green room about something special that uh, I, I want to uh, offer uh, through you, which I think is amazing. <laughs> You've never done this before. I've never heard this in the years working with you. So I'm excited to share that part of this course, which is great. So remote desktop, that's where you're able to remotely log in to your practice management software or your computers at the office. What, what do you recommend we do to, what are some programs you like? What do you recommend we don't do so that we don't violate PHI, uh, HIPAA situation, and that we don't get malware? I, I think for those who heard me talk before, I had a, I thought I was so smart with technology. I'm not going to even ask Lauren. I know how to do this. And so I started remote desktop. I'm remote desktoping. I'm using an internet, this thing. I'm going through this firewall. I'm opening ports. And then I got a nasty, what are they called? Ransomware? Oh, that was nasty. Terrible. Um, so 
how do I not avoid that, do it safe and do it protected? Okay, so you know, first off, most offices still need to access their work computers, even for offices that are completely shut down. Uh, most of our clients are you know, emergency only type scenarios, some were temporarily shut down, but you still have a business to run. You still, you know, you're gonna still have patients calling with emergencies, you still have bills to pay, lab cases to deal with. I mean, the, the, the business of, of, of running your practice is still very much intact. So in almost all cases, you still need access to at least the server and one of the computers at the office. So there's two basic ways to do it. The more secure way of doing it is what's called a VPN, a virtual private network, where your home computer is basically just one additional computer on the office network. You're using the internet to get there, but it's no different than say you, you know, took an imaginary ethernet network cable and stretched it all the way from your office to your home computer. Um, we don't get as many calls for VPNs because they're more difficult to set up. You need special routers usually at both locations. They're more expensive. They're slow because you're basically, the data's got to travel from wherever your house is to your office, which would be miles versus the 20 or 30 feet it normally travels in the office. Um, so for that reason, most of our clients are using remote desktop. And there's a lot of ones out there, the ones that most people are familiar with are the ones that's built into Windows, it's called remote desktop services or just remote desktop. There's a free one called virtual network computing or VNC. Those are okay for internal networks within your network. They're not appropriate for accessing your office from the home. And that's what I did wrong. I used the virtual desktop protocol. I still use it internal, uh, but once I use external, I didn't have the proper protections. That's where I, I got that nasty um, ransomware. Right, so there's two reasons we don't recommend those. Number one, and it goes back to what we were talking about before, all the stuff we talked about with telehealth and, and video conferencing when protected health information is in, involved, is the same with remote uh, access. You need to have a BAA with the company. You need to have uh, auditing and logging in place. It has to be encrypted. Uh, you know, all the stuff that you know, has to be, the auto shutoff has to be there. You don't get that with remote desktop or with VNC. The other problem with both of those, which is probably what happened for you, is that in order to get access, you have to open up a port on your firewall, which we never recommend doing. So. The goal is to find a system that is HIPAA compliant, that does the auditing and logging and encrypted, and so we'll sign the BAA, and uh, that doesn't require you to open a port. There's two systems that come to mind. Uh, first is one called TeamViewer. Uh, this is what we set up for most of our clients because it's free. Uh, as long as you're using it for quote unquote home use. So if you are connecting from one computer at your house, to one computer at the office, it's fine. If you try to, say, access two or three computers at the office from home, the software will, it's smart enough to say, hey, hold on a second here, you're not doing this for home use, this is a business, and then they'll make you pay up, and it's not cheap, it's about 500 bucks or so for that software. The other one that we also have a lot of offices setting up is anything in the LogMeIn family, which is logmein.com and go to mypc.com. Both of them are pretty much similar, they are HIPAA compliant, they don't open the route, uh, route reports, uh, 
But again, you have to pay for that one. I think um, blogmein.com, they have a few plans, but the cheapest one is about 350 bucks a year. Um, and then I don't, I'm not sure about the price if I go to mypc.com. It used to be 20 bucks a month. Uh, I'm not sure if it's still something, but those two, we are, are the ones that we recommend more often than not because of their HIPAA compliance, um, the ease of use, uh, speed, all that type of stuff. And they're, they're not that difficult to set up. Yeah. As long as you got a little bit of technical know-how, they're, they're not hard to set up. So one of the things that I, I like, I like to get now, I think that you answer my questions. I think that gives the listener what they need, some great resources, and also be protected, both from a HIPAA perspective as well as from viruses. You know, you don't want now electronic viruses and malware and ransomware and all these unfortunate situations. One of the things we spoke about in a prior webinar is that now's a great time for a lot of things we didn't have the time to do. And one of the things I, I mentioned at the beginning of this course is you want to be making investments in your business now. It doesn't have to be that expensive, but you have to think in the long run, if I make these investments now that I have the time to focus on that because I don't have emergencies and root canals, or whatever, that I know will pay off big in the long run. So we talked about taking care of your team earlier on, because if you don't take care of them and have a relationship with them and develop purpose during the work stoppage, you won't have a team to come back to and they won't be functioning at the level you need to be. So that needs to be continuing that they're training and that they're, they're having that interaction and leadership from you. you. The other thing is that if you have not done a risk assessment, you've not done your proper HIPAA um, analysis and cybersecurity protocol set up, you're in a huge risk opportunity for the future. Hundreds of thousands of dollars of potential loss. Uh, there are practices that are lost because of this. And these are relatively, these are really easy things to do. And now's a good time to be able to focus. Because when I spoke to you, a lot of the big issues, and the same thing I have with people who were like, well, I want to train my team. Well, I want to do risk assessment on, in your case but I don't have the time. Well, now time is not an excuse. And it's good because you can focus, you can be diligent. That's what a great leader, we, the whole, one of the quotes I love about this course is I, I use is this smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. These rough seas, we can utilize them to help us grow. So what I'd like is what Dr. Lauren Levine is, is gonna provide for us, for those in this course, and he provides this to our students as well, is a complimentary, security audit it will give you uh so and, and then i'll talk about the bonus what, what will they get in the security audit the security audit is designed to give an office kind of a, a view from above where they're at and, and we've talked a lot about um hipaa but you actually mentioned something that i think is even more critical which is cyber security uh, yeah. yes HIPAA is important uh uh right now our biggest concern for offices is cybersecurity. I mean, many offices, I've heard of those hundreds of offices in Wisconsin and Colorado that got hit with ransomware. Um, we're seeing with our clients, because we monitor their antivirus and the ransomware, we're seeing a significant uptick in attacks on office over the last few weeks. I mean, there's a lot of really not nice people out there with more time on their, they have more time on their hands too. So um, they're looking at, at ways that they can separate you from your data. It's so frustrating. Like, uh, like for me, I'm sitting here in a, in a, in a, when I'm in a residential location and I'm getting attacked. 
I, I mean, where are the, it's, it's unbelievable how much that, that is. And you're right because that, that could really dentists are becoming almost prey because now they're forced to do remote logging where they didn't do before and they may skip a step and then they get hit. And like you said, that's could be a huge problem. Right. Well, the other problem, of course, is that when you're in the office, when something bad happens, a lot of time you know about it pretty quickly. I mean, as, oh. as an IT company, we know about it too. But you know, if you're there, you see the mouse cursor moving on the screen, and it's not someone you know, not your IT company logged in, or mm. you see computers acting funny. You know, you can be a lot more reactive. You proactive. can pull the plug. <laughs> right. You can't do that when you're at home. Right. So. The, um, now, the good news, though, is that if you focus on addressing your cybersecurity, you're also addressing a significant portion of HIPAA at the same time. You're, you're playing oh, that's good. Point. That's good. So our security audit, it's not a long process. It takes about 20 to 30 minutes. It's a way for you to get an idea where you're at when it comes to cybersecurity and HIPAA. We are going to we'll log onto your system with your permission. Obviously, we'll need someone in the office that can log us in. If you don't already have remote, uh, you know, remote desktop or log me in or one of those already set up, we gather some data about the server and the operating systems and what hardware you've got in place. We look at what you're doing for backup. We look at the encryption that's in place. Uh, there are some questions that we have to ask you that we can't figure out just by being on your server. When's the last time you did a risk assessment? How are you emailing patient data to referring offices? Uh, you know, do you have a HIPAA manual? Those types of things. That entire process takes about 20 to 30 minutes. Once we're done, we would then schedule a call with the practice, uh, whoever makes the decisions, the office manager, the dentist, both. And I would go over, here's what we found. Uh, here's what I think are the most critical things that you need to address. Here's the things that if you wanted to you know, sequence things over time that, you know, here's what you should start with. Here's what can be on phase two. Here's how we can help with that. Here's what it would cost. Here's your options. So it's, it's really designed to just give you that over. It's, it's no different than when, you know, when a patient comes into your practice, you don't just start treating them. You gather data. You have to do that uh, analysis before you can then put together a, a plan of action, you know, a treatment plan. So that's the, yes, that's where we, uh, find the security audit can be very beneficial. Excellent. And then, so that, that's complimentary. And I think it's free. free, right. I think it's a no brainer. I, I would do it. It's good to know. I mean, I think you said you try to hack in and you can see if you can do it. So I think, uh, I think that's great. And the other thing that we were talking about, which I think is wonderful is some of these remote desktop can be a little overwhelming to, to set up and, uh, and what you're saying, what you told me is you and your, your team, in addition, would for free help them get set up on a remote desktop. Yeah. I mean, I said that it's not that hard. I mean, if you've got some right. tech savvy, it's not that hard. But we've been doing it for 20 plus years. We're faster and we know, we know the software really well. We can help set you up. Uh, we're happy to do this as a service in the dental community. No charge. Other than if you decide to get, like I said, you know, if you want to get a log me in and whatever they charge you, that you know, you, you have to pay it. for those fees. You're not paying for the we'll, fees. Right. Not paying our fee. We're not going right. to charge you a penny. That's awesome. Set it up, just test it with you, make sure it works, answer any questions you have. We're more than happy to. It's not a long process. Like saying though, as with um, the security audit, we need access to whatever computer 
in the office that you're going to be accessing uh, remotely. So whether it's you know adding something that already exists or someone's going to have to physically go into the office to install the software onto that computer, but it's not a long, long process at all. Well, that's awesome. Um, again, I would definitely take advantage of it as well, but, and that's why I wanted you on here. We spoke about this because a, you're the expert when it comes to the technology and doing the technology safely. I mean, obviously Google is the expert on technology, ask anything and it'll give you what to do, but you want to do it safely and you want to do it where PHI protected health information is protected and that you're not getting, you know, in trouble because of, you, you know, you want to log in. Uh, so, and I think it's really wonderful and I've never seen you office before. And it's so, so awesome to help dentistry just to, to get a, the security audit and B help getting the remote, remote desktop desktop done safely. And so I will put those, I'll put the link to that offer, uh, as well. And I will also put the, a download of the services you recommended and as well as your content information. So anybody ha wants to contact you, they can. And yeah, Dr. Lauren Levine, Digital Dentist, thank you so much for sharing your time and helping everybody in, in this course. And, and I'm sure I'll see you many, many more times. So be safe. Thank you. Yeah, we hope everyone out there stays safe and healthy. And uh, you know, we will get through this, uh, hopefully uh, within the next month or two, where we're starting to get back to normal. Uh, but you know, every office we work with is, is optimistic. They're as you said, they're using this downtime to do all the things that have been on their case for the last few years because they just didn't have the time to do it, and now they do. So uh, we would be thrilled to help out any office that we can, and together we're going to get through this. So uh, I have a lot of confidence in the future of dentistry going forward. And, you know, my dad, I was playing golf with him several weeks ago before they shut down the golf course, and he says, oh, he's a dentist, and he says, oh, tell your dentist that sometimes problems are opportunities and it's cute, but it's true. Sometimes you can take a problem and make it an opportunity for growth and to improvement. So thank you again, Dr. Lauren Levine and uh, everybody. Thank you for, for watching the course. And remember, I'll send you another video tomorrow, last video of, of, of the series uh, for some additional action steps. Take care and be an all-star.